welcome to the podcast today, a couple of minutes before two o'clock, where we are, I don't know, I got it within the last half an hour, so we'll call it, uh, yes, within a half an hour or so ago, some things happened. One, hey, we're going to uh, have a guest on today. Ooh. Well, I had a guest on. Oh. Um, I will uh, put at the end of our discourse, Dom Glover. <gasps> I miss Dom. Well, Dom is one of the scores of people who are furious that the creative directors of the Toledo Ballet were surprisingly let go. And Mm. uh, I'll let Dom walk everybody through all that. Um, So Dom will be on at the end of the podcast. And um, the mayor... (laughs) The mayor took a tumble. Let me... uh, So today he was... uh, the Ottawa Park Ice Rink opened up today. Some great things going on there. It's open seven days a week. Uh, it's super inexpensive. It's like four bucks to skate, two for a rental. You can rent out the rink. Um, it was buried in all the minutia of city council um, work. But uh, the city council approved the purchase of some kind of machine that makes sure the ice is is ready for like the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great place to check out, especially as um, we always say, God, everybody's got the flu. Well, everybody actually does have COVID. So if you can do an outdoor activity, um, take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will uh, play the entirety of this YouTube. I, I've been told it's tur- being turned into TikToks. I Did just, he do this on purpose? I. Um. I don't know, but uh, before I knew that he took a tumble, I replied back to the woman that sends me press releases from his office, and I said, I'm hoping for another meme moment, and uh, <laughs> you got one. before she could respond, I got my, uh, my friend sent me that there's already been, let me see who uploaded this video. <laughs> uh, I, I guess the, God, I don't know, oh, Julian Mack uploaded this. Nice. So uh, I'm going to feed this down the line to you and we can hear his little talk. Oh, by the way, he was there with uh, Spike from the Walleye, some youth skaters. And you know who else is out there? Um, our guy. Stuart James. Stuart James. From the, the Stuart James. From the Ability Center to show that it's accessible to all. I emailed Stuart and I'm awaiting a response. So Stuart is from like uh, Long Island originally, but has spent time all over the world, um, most recently in California. And I emailed him and I basically said, dude, you look cold as fuck. Welcome to winter in Toledo. <laughs> yes. Let me play this. Uh, but we were happy to uh, purchase them from a company in Canada. And they, um, they come in 14-inch sleds and 16-inch sleds. And uh, they will uh, enable um, everyone uh, to be able to uh, enjoy uh, this wonderful venue. You can see we have some uh, hockey players, sled hockey players from uh, the Arctic Wolves who are here. And... Um, 18 years old and 21 years old is that when I'm okay all right I did not have that much facial hair when I was 21 but I'll, I'll I'm not gonna Attic <laughs> falls in the history so councilwoman McPherson no I don't have to be up on one okay I've always no I'm trying to propose 
I hope that was live. Right? That was Facebook Live. Okay, good. I do. I do. All right. I do. Uh, <laughs> when, he, when he is 88 and near his deathbed and he has a building or a library named the, the Capsicavich branch of the Toledo-Lucas County Public Library System, I want to ask him, after the scooter thing, did you just, just, did you just start doing this stuff on purpose? <laughs> so, it Okay. If in all reality, when I first saw it, I laughed. When I saw it again, I laughed. The third time, that was when I started to like look around. I laughed at, um, what's the mascot's name? Spike. Spike, just kind of, like if you look at everybody else's expressions, their head just followed him down. Like none of them really laughed, except Stuart looks like he was holding it in. Uh, Stuart, <laughs> Stuart just looks like he's freezing his fucking ass off. <laughs> But like, so then I looked around and I'm like, you know, did he do that on purpose? Because he just kind of fell forward and he fell forward gently compared to how normal people fall when they're on ice, where they just eat shit, like where they just like eat it. (laughs) So, But I thought it was hilarious. So then when I looked at it again, I just watched everybody's reaction. So the mascot just kind of sat there. It would have been even better if the mascot would have slapped his forehead or something like, oh, my God, our mayor. And then the uh, councilwoman, like, and how she just kind of looked down at him in her fur coat. <laughs> I, was, I, I could not stop laughing. I, I love our mayor. Like, he's, he's just in the most, um, I don't know, like, in the, he's just this, how can you not? How can you not love him, you know? If you're a Republican. Well, um, yeah, you know what I mean. But that's not most of the city. And... Not to every everything is pol- political these days. It, it always has been. Um, there was an editorial that I think criticized the mayor's budget or the city budget back not that long ago, and it's a fair criticism. I think there's like, and I think we might have talked about this. there's like seven hundred thousand dollars or something. There's a lot of money mm-hmm. for like seven or eight marketing people for the city, and uh, the criticism was the me- there is. The mayor gets major credit for being an incredible cheerleader for the city. Like it's amazing he can actually do yeah, can actually like do like mayoral duties because he's always holding a press conference. Uh-huh. Um, so I understand that criticism uh, of that. I'm all for these people because plenty of like we've looked over the summertime. So many things are going on people didn't know about. So the marketing's got to help there. But yeah, like how can you not like him being at it? Like everything. Like it's almost like there's three of him. Um, and then Maya. when he said I was proposing. Yes. <laughs> like, he said stuff like that. He has these little snarky comments. <laughs> and thank God, like, his council people like him because I'm like, in these days, like, that's an HR violation. Then I remember, like, he, he somehow, comedy is timing. His timing sucks, but it sucks in the way that it's like, he's not offensive. It's harmless. Mm-hmm. I remember at um, Officer Diaz's funeral um, at Savage Arena, like it was a dark and somber day. Yeah. Um, th- that was like three months into the pandemic, and the city was was in mourning. And somehow, I, I don't know if the chief spoke or or when when the mayor was in all this, but I I was watching or at least following the prompts. I think I was listening somewhere. So is 
it was a dark mood as it should be. And then the mayor stuck something in there about like Anthony was a Rams fan mm. and he made some NFL crack. And like if I just as saying that, like that sounds awful. Like you, you can't do that in this kind of moment. But he made it work because he's just so awkward, I guess. But he is. he's a great cheerleader for the for the town, and you know, it. I have a friend on the east side who did an event for like a small neighborhood garden. I, I was like, reach out to the mayor's office, shoot him a tweet. He showed up. He showed up. We need so, to get him here to the wellness center. Then, how about we do that next? Yes. Yeah, help me out. I get on Twitter. Have have Sunny make a request. <laughs> Excuse me. Mr. Mayor, get here now, thanks, and bring treats. All right. <laughs> I mean, if you have an event or something, he'll come. Oh, I didn't. I, I mean, anyway. Um, okay, so let's talk about... Uh, so there's a WTOL story. There is a reporter who I'm unfamiliar with, Mike Sandlin. Uh, we've had a lot of turnover with our, our local reporters lately, um, so I'm still getting to know some people. And... Uh, Earlier this week, there was an announcement saying that the road diet in Maumee was going to become permanent. Um, there were some, uh, I guess, anonymous people that reached out to WTOL. And I don't know why you need to be anonymous with this kind of criticism. It, it actually takes away from its credence, in, in my opinion. Um, and then obviously there was a slew of Facebook comments. And I keep seeing Scott Yarnell, who is the guy who I think started Ernest Brew Works. He's got to be really careful about where he's commenting and what he's saying because he might upset some of his customers. Isn't he the guy that got into a Facebook argument about uh, Canes coming to Perrysburg? <laughs> Wasn't he that guy? He did say On some, your post? He, yes, yes. He started, yeah. He, it wasn't wrong, but it was loud. He basically um, called us all lazy because we wanted to go to a fast food joint with a drive-thru instead of go sit down at a local eatery, you know? In fewer words, yes. Yes, the sentiment was, <laughs> was definitely like... You're lazy. If I were him, I'd be careful. But maybe he just knows his, his customer base so much it doesn't matter. And I have another question that we can do about this another time in regards to something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I like dozens and dozens of comments, mostly all negative. Um, let me ask you this first: You drive that every day. You you do go across or down Conant to go home, right? Every day? No, no, I don't. You, you think you go up seventy? You go the trail to seventy five? Yeah, I only go that way if I have to go to that side of town for anything. I will go that way sometimes if I'm going to my brother's house or if there's any kind of traffic on my normal route, which is like the trail to south to 75 north or south. Okay. I I have two things. One, I've said all along. I don't care about you on Facebook who is sitting on traffic and has been inconvenienced. I know it's a pain Mm -hmm. in the ass. I get that. And everyone's complaining about everything now anyway. I only want to hear from the businesses on Conan. 
in the story earlier this week, there was one business, I forget where, that was displeased it was going to continue. Then there was another one, the brew house, that was like, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with this. Let's keep it going. And I want to hear from the na- from the residents in the neighborhood who probably have people going through their neighborhood to avoid con- Those are the only people to me that matter. Um, I've said that from the outset. The uh, My other thinking with this is, this might not work. And the mayor, uh, I guess, did as good as he could. I mean, he, he seemingly said in this WTOL story, I know about all the displeasure and I happen to disagree. We're moving forward. I guess he did as good a job as he could because he wasn't going to turn any critics towards him. Um, sure. Something has to be done. Like, I have not heard anybody offer any alternatives because... I know it's uptown, mommy, but it's it's a downtown, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, you, he, it, it is incumbent upon him to look to the future. Yes, he needs to do what the people want of him, who got him elected, but he also has to keep an eye on the future. And we are well aware that uh, many elected leaders across the planet have fucked up the present, let alone how are they going to have an eye on the future. I get that. But it is part of his job to... Sustain mommy, not just this year, but five years and in 15 years. And every single downtown city center of all city sizes, of all, I just read a story yesterday. Napoleon um, is reimagining their front street into an entertainment district. Mm-hmm. That's mommy's competition. I guess something the mayor has said along the lines of like, we have to compete with downtown Sylvania and downtown Toledo. And uh, as a friend of mine said, Randy Oster's bucks are not stopping right now. Um, and if mommy just stays static, um, I I fret that in five years, in 10 years, the mayor could have said, I told you so. When it turns into a neighborhood or an area that's akin to like where we kind of scoff at now because they've they never modernized themselves. So I credit the mayor for at least doing something. And again, the beginning is messy, and that's usually always the case. And he might be wrong, but at least he's attempting to keep up with everything that's going on in the entire region around him. Well, he, I mean, you have to know that you were going to face some criticism by changing something that has been that way forever. And I like when I think of downtown mommy, I actually think of downtown Perrysburg, which is just up the way. And downtown Perrysburg is very similar to what they're doing in mommy. And that now there's just uh, one lane going to and from and the uh, where there were two lanes, those are now parking spots, correct? In mommy? Yes. Yeah, they put the posts up. So they have to be. Yeah. Right. So that's how downtown Perrysburg is. And someone like me, we were just talking about this, actually. Like, if you're bringing in more business to that area and you want more people to be inclined to stop, you need to give them a place to park, not require them to drive all over that downtown area just so that they can find parking to then have to walk to where they're going to go. So I, I understand that it's a change because it's been that way for, you know, forever. And they that is like a pretty big residential area. It's not, um, you're right, like it's not unlike any other like kind of small city downtown areas. And if it's better for the business and the business is gonna br- bring in money to the city, you know, it's gonna attract people to the city to then bring in money to the city. So just the convenience of being able to get to and from for work or for whatever you need quickly like you're 
it you know i just don't i don't know i don't live in that area though i admit that because i know jade has a different opinion because she lives above one of those places so like one of those new shops so i like I don't live there. I don't frequent it as often as everyone else. But the times that I have had to drive through, which were at busy hours of the day during the holidays, sometimes like it really isn't that bad. Like you're you're sitting at one light waiting to turn left for a little while. But once you turn left and you're on the road, you get through it pretty fast. Like, you know, I feel like it's it's it, it makes sense. Um, it just it, there's more parking for the businesses. It's not unlike any other downtown for cities of that size. And just it'll be fine. The other thing that I think hasn't been mentioned or discussed that I've seen, um, and I think the mayor said, Mommy's growing like Perrysburg. And, and I, I, I don't, he, he didn't give numbers, but Mommy, if it is not growing, it should be growing. Because if you're not growing and you're staying again static, you're, you're falling behind. Um, mm-hmm. And you always want to attract, I guess, Mommy, um, people your age who are looking to start a family or people who mm-hmm. are a little younger than you and want to get a house with a friend or like Jade live. A, so I know they want to put some apartments down there. So I think the, the longer, one of the longer or one of the goals in the future is with this additional housing, apartments, condos, whatever it might be, wherever they put those places, they want to attract those type of home dwellers right. Those people who want to who want to live there want to walk to a coffee shop, want right. to walk to the idiot, want to walk to that speedway, which is a really nice speedway. And if Conan is a main drag, um, it it might preclude some of that. So it it should be more walkable for people who want to socialize. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of my only surprise is and I don't I don't drive that every day, so maybe you can speak to this. I think more of the goal was or i think the hope of the road diet was to force people to go somewhere else so that there wasn't such gridlock so i don't know what the alternatives are and i know some Mm. people have said it's a long ride but i think the whole goal if you like get a quiet moment with the people who planned this they didn't expect you to keep you to continue on your same route they wanted you to take another way well, I don't think there is, though, because any other way is like through the neighborhood, which I feel like is not as like I would prefer cars to drive through the business area compared to the neighborhood, because I think it's just safer. Like imagine dogs and kids being more susceptible to being hit by cars, you know, because people are driving through the neighborhoods like those neighborhoods are not passed through neighborhoods, in my opinion. Oh, that, that's like, what- that's why I said I wanted to hear from the neighbors, which I haven't. I, and I don't yeah. mean I don't mean shortcuts. I mean like what use four seventy five in some way. Like right, go completely away from there. But yet everybody continued to bottleneck through it. I think they wanted to force people to take what are at the moment inconvenient routes, but too right. fucking bad. So my only way home, like my two way ho- two two ways home, and it's it's a little obnoxious, and there just really is not. I mean there is, but um. So I live over by Owens Community College, but I work in Toledo. So I have to cross the river. I have to. My only two ways of crossing the river that make any kind of sense is 75 North or yeah, 75 North. So like right by the casino is where I hop on and then right at Collingwood is where I hop off. So I'm literally just crossing the river and then getting off the highway or 
downtown Maumee, which is also out of the way. But those are the two ways for me to get across the river to get to my side of town. So it's it's just kind of awkward because like if you live across the river, unless you are working in an area where like the highway is convenient to you, that's just what you have to do. So there's not a lot of shortcuts that are not like obscenely out of the way. And it doesn't make sense like how many of us act, w like, would you go out of your way to get to work? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, I don't really think there's any reason for you not to drive through downtown mommy. Okay. You know, Th there are as much as I tout living here. One of the things I tout about living here is you really can. People say this in every city, but it's really true. You can get anywhere here in 20 minutes. Um, there are some places. So I was trying mm. to set up a, another coffee with PK. Mm. And uh, he's like, come to Toll House. I said, I'd rather not. <laughs> because I love Toll House. It is terribly, it's terribly inconvenient for me to get to. It is like the most, because I, he, we're going to meet like late morning. So I'm going to drive mm -hmm. all the way through downtown and then past downtown to go to Toll House and then drive all the way back. Or I can go all the way around 475 to 75 and then get off. Um, for the same reason when I lived downtown, I never went to Spring Meadows, is the same reason where I live now, it's kind of a pain in the ass for me to go downtown because I have to drive across Western where everybody is driving like they're cooking meth, doing well under the speed limit. And like 10 days or so ago, <laughs> I got stuck behind a Republic truck and I'm like, oh God, just throw, I wanted to throw myself into that truck. It was awful. <laughs> so that yeah i mean the the one thing that i will say though and i don't know how much of mommy is like preparing for this but the traffic in my area of town in perrysburg no longer can i leave my house and get to kroger in five minutes it's at least going to take me 15 to 20 and i don't live that far but there's just so many cars i mean there was one i was at the light at like and i know a lot of people don't really know this area but i was at the light at oregon and 795 there's like a walgreens warehouse right there and there's a circle k right there um, that circle k's gas station got kind of torn apart during a tornado tornado one year i i was sitting at that light and like so normally one light cycle and you're in and out, you know, so you get stopped at the red light, but once it turns green, you're through the red light. I was not through that red light for like three cycles. There were so many cars and there's never that many cars, but first solar has just, and is expanding. So that first solar right there, the new one is now expanding even further into, um, those farm field areas. And, um, the, Oh, like Walgreens warehouse district is right there. Amazon is up the street. It's insane. Like the growth, which makes sense because now there's a Canes coming, Condado, First Watch, like all these. So there's so much growth happening that, but for those of us who have lived there a long time, it's kind of overwhelming. But I imagine more people coming to these neighborhoods to live. First of all, my rent is going to go through the roof. So let's fingers crossed that I get a house before that happens. But um, like all of these people are going to be coming and moving to these areas because they're coming in to work at, you know, Amazon or where have you. I'm sure there's people that are going to go to mommy. It's very possible. Growth is the theme for 2022. So, uh, yeah, well, let's hope it's growth and not variance. <laughs> I was going to say, I learned that from Diana last night. <laughs> she oh. said, what's your word for 2022? Growth was mine actually. So that's your word. Yeah, growth. Should I get a word? 
you have to pick one. You have to, you have to pick. So Diane, part of her like message to everyone was like, pick your intention or your word or your theme for the year. And some people had action. Other people had discipline. Mine was growth. Um, uh, Diana's was manifest. Sonia's was manifest. So like, um, find a word that that is going to represent what your year is going to be like in mine is growth uh i don't want to be negative but i think well it's just, don't with with, with covid, <laughs> COVID it's, it's really hard to to pick something because you know, maybe discipline is is best because everything is can i just go with like unpredictable because that's what everything is well, it's what you intend for the year. Do you intend to be unpredictable? How are you? So you, then your word should be what you intend for yourself during an unpredictable year. So like during your, un, Diana should pay me, man. During your unpredictable, if you think this next year is going to be unpredictable, then what is what word are you going to choose for yourself or for your life that's going to represent how you handle it? It's just not how I work. Sorry. <laughs> and I also... Like, good for you if you have dug into a resolution or word of the year, whatever it might be. Um, no offense, but if you, I would believe that you were going to stick to that resolution with discipline and discernment, like if you started on December 11th. That shows true well, commitment. I, well, I did. Well, good for you. I, I believe you, but everybody else. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I mean, I hear you. I don't think she intended it like a like a New Year's resolution, though, but, oh, yeah. I, but I can see how it could come off that way. Well, I'm not taking it that way. I just wanted to use that as a, to slam resolutions and how... You want to bah humbug everybody. I do, I do. Like, I, it, it's, it's not pessimism, it's reality. Like, if I would have more faith in your discipline to follow through with something if you were like, fuck it, I'm not waiting for New Year's Eve, I'm starting right now. That's true. Um, so everybody has COVID. Bethany's not here today because she either has COVID or strep. And to follow up, um, I've read something else today and I'm going with it. Uh, and here's the guidance I'll, I'll give you. I, I, epidemiologist Eric, uh, if you're doing a rapid test and you get a positive, um, you probably, you, you, you have, you have COVID. If you're doing a rapid test and you get a negative, you might still have COVID. So the rapid tests are not super accurate. They're less accurate than they've ever been with the Omicron variant. Um, so have at it. And if for anybody wondering why the testing site is so important at this point in time, uh, at least from what I gather, um, I mean, you can figure out if you have COVID or not. Um, don't go clog, clog up a doctor's or an urgent care because you're just going to have to ride it out. Um, if you're vaccinated and stuff, like just take whatever you would take for, for a cold and I hope you get over it uh, quickly enough. But I think more I think more and more people are needing tests and whatnot, positive, negative, to make some justifications for work. Am I right yeah, there? That's it. Well, our job has now shifted. So we have shifted where... Um, we are not because we know that the COVID tests we have have are expired, and that up until like the testing site, it's been hard to get your hands on one. So we are now just requiring proof of a negative test via a picture yeah. of your actual test. And I, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. I've always been a little bit like side eyed of the rapid tests 
um, especially now that I know that a lot of the tests in the community are expired. Um, but I did, so this week I was exposed um, and did my due diligence and I actually took it, I took a rapid three times this week. So just to ensure that I was okay and I feel confident and, and it was negative all the way through. And I also don't have any symptoms. So I feel like confident in my um, negative COVID status so far. And the same pile of tests I was taking, I gave one to someone else because they needed to take one and it got pulled from the same box and their test came back positive. So I'm like, you know what? I feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. <laughs> but And they were symptomatic. So they were having symptoms. Can I just keep that, uh, that negative test photo that I took a couple weeks ago on my phone if I ever need it? <laughs> Don't give anyone ideas, Eric. How, that's, that's what I wanted to know. Like if you have to prove a negative test, how are you doing that? Via a picture. Like, I, I don't think that you're, I mean, in this case, they, the person took it while I was there. So I saw it myself, but I think, you know, and I, if this isn't like, it's like, this is a policy that was created because there wasn't really any other choice. Like it was just kind of like, we got to do what we got to do. So for now, this is what we're going to allow um, because there there really is not another option unless we want to work on a, work with a skeleton crew for the rest of the month, you know, while people wait. Well, I mean, anybody. Um, I mean, I know you get an hmm. email with the PCR stuff, um, but like I could just go yeah. Google photo, uh, photo search on Google, like negative photo, even though I, I have my own and just see I'm good. Um, but yeah, I think the testing site and getting tests done or more for people who might have to go um like some workplaces will not make you chip into your sick days or your pto if you have covid if you yep. have, so if you can prove the test um you know that helps you with that or some places need a test as you mentioned one way or another to come back so more availability for testing is not necessarily to see how outrageous the numbers are which they are i'll give you some in a second um it's so that people can can function better yeah, no, I I agree. It's and I and I do think that we're not at our peak yet. So um, I think that things are going to be more scarce soon, and um, more COVID tests are going to be required. Like some employers are adapting, and some are not. And so, how do you get that negative test so that you can get back into work? Um, I, I think what the city is doing though is it's like if I have if I have a staff person they're like well I can't get a COVID test and I'm like well this is where you need to go to get one so now they don't have an excuse like the city has testing so you just go right to them um, but it's you know it's it's interesting how all of this is adapting it's continued to adapt this entire time and like we talk about things that I just never imagined that we would. Um. The government, the White House, I guess, is going to work with the post office hmm. to, to mail people tests. Oh, yeah. And I that, that, that Eric guy on Twitter, um, the epidemiologist who I, I like a lot, uh, is, is a big fan of that. Um, and he's been very critical of everything because like, I would put him in charge um, right now of, of all this stuff. I'd make him our, our, our COVID our savant. Fauci. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, the post office... Hasn't the post office been having problems? <laughs> like, are, they, are they who we want to task with this? But I guess the, I mean, we haven't heard about those for a while. Um, Since the Trump administration. Let me give you some numbers. Oy vey. Um, And this was last night. Ohio reports 2,429 total COVID hospitalizations in the last week. 94.3% were unvaccinated. 
866 deaths. 96.8% of those were unvaccinated. And again, I'm so glad I uh, I saved that Loki meme from the springtime. Ah, yes, well, anyway. And um, it's comical to me that so many of the people who in March and April of now two years ago uh, life's all about risks you know what if you if you can't you can't go out there then you just gotta stay home they're all now dropping dead and I don't fucking care <laughs> so I wouldn't say that they all are because the pop the large vast the 50% of our population probably believes that um, and it, and like Okay, so if we have 25,000 new COVID cases a day in Ohio, which we do. 20, I don't know what it is. Well, what? 2,500. Hospitalizations, but I'm sorry. Oh, you said that's hosp- Right, so that's what, 2%, you know, whatever. It is, but that's still way too, like, I don't know. It's just not something that I'm willing to risk, you know? And, and I guess other people are, you can make your choice on what you're going to risk. It's not a good choice. So, which is, hence Darwinism. Again, again, Um, those are the people who I'm just shrugging my shoulders at and going, I don't don't care that you're dying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, I was on the phone with somebody today who had COVID, went through her family. She had a couple of days of aches, uh, very low-grade fever, like 99.9, but was mostly okay because she was all boosted up, got her booster in November. And uh, she told me today that somebody here that we work with knows somebody who, uh, 53 years old, and they're going to a funeral today. I was like, were they vaccinated? And uh, she said, nope. And I said, I don't care. I don't care. As I read today, um, some people always like to use the the seatbelt analogy. Um, But I don't care. We are no longer defenseless. And again, so many of those people who mocked and scoffed people two years ago now who were like if you're immunocompromised stay home yeah those people now who refuse to defend themselves are dying and i don't care (laughs) sorry and and like i i put on facebook today um years ago when i was a dumb kid or whatever and i'd be like that person drank themselves to death so they don't deserve a liver transplant um well, hold on. Now I'm smarter. Now I'm smarter, and I know that that person has a disease of the brain. That person didn't ask to drink themselves to death. <laughs> These people are now taunting COVID. They so, are. So I, I don't care if you die. I, so okay, I think this is a good conversation because I think that there's multiple opinions about this, and like you can, like you and I can exist at the same time and have. I do care, but I don't care enough to change your mind. You know what I mean? Like, that's your choice. It's your decision to make. It's really unfortunate. I can't believe you're not thinking about the other people in your life. You know what I mean? Like, beyond, you know, like, at this point, I believe, and I understand that there's some data that proves it right, some data that proves it wrong. Like, my getting a vaccine is not going to help someone else be safe from COVID. You know what I mean? It's going to help me not die or have to get a hospital bill or what. Ever. But, will, but wait but i can still get covid and pass it to someone else but the chances are far less likely with your vaccination and booster okay so that's where i'm that's where and that's admittedly where that confuses me because there's so much information out there that i'm still i don't 
Like at, at this point, I believe that I can still get COVID and still pass it to someone else. But the- right. But I but what I won't do. So I feel like the vaccine is for me and me only, because that means I'm not going to die. It's from not COVID and or. Go ahead. I, like I, I was curious about this as well as things with Delta got wild. And I asked Matt, he's like, no, it, when you are vaccinated, the chances of you transmitting the virus are. I don't have a number, so I'll call it a lot less likely than just your viral load is a lot smaller and less dangerous than someone who is not vaccinated. So, so that's why it you are doing it for yourself and, and other people. And the people who aren't doing it for others have a larger viral road load and like cough, cough, die, die. So I do believe that. I mean, I, I believe that there's a benefit to it for, for transmitting the virus as well. But there's just at this point, like you're intentionally making your decision not to be vaccinated and um, there and you are putting yourself and the rest of the people in your life who love you at risk for serious grief and heartache. And you cut out. Oh, that's the phone rang. Alex, 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 Alex. Hi, we'll pick up at serious grief and heartache. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the universe said, fuck what she has to say because it's wrong. But I, I just like, wrong. I, I don't um, like I think of the people around me. If if um, Thomas were to get un, uh, go unvaccinated because he wanted to continue to argue about like, you know, and there's a lot of people that are resisting the vaccine because they don't like the how we're going about doing it. And like, I'm not going to put my health at risk because of my ego. And if somebody else puts their health at risk and then racks up a million dollar hospital bill, and I'm not exaggerating, like some people who have been in the ICU for three, four, five months, your hospital bill is astronomical. It's more than a Kardashian's butt implant expensive. So like, I would be furious. I would be furious. I would be furious because you didn't think about me. You didn't think about how that was going to affect me or our family or, you know, what I, mean? I would just be furious for the, So for the sake of your own health and the health of, of those around you and the sanity, get the damn vaccine. But if you don't want to and you're putting yourself at risk, that's still really sad. I do care. I care, but I'm not going to like change anyone's mind. Like I, I'm not going to put any effort into like, Please get the vaccine. Please do it. Like, I don't I don't care enough to say that. I don't care because you're clogging up hospitals of people who need to access them. Like, you have willfully and obstinately said, I ain't doing this. And now I need Dr. So-and-so to save right. my life when this person should be doing a transplant or right. working with an AIDS patient or whatever it right. may be. And to your point, I saw a good analogy on, on Twitter the other day. Um, woman was trying to get something for her kid, but couldn't, had to move around, go out of network, and now she's got a $5,000 bill. So yes, there, there saw are, that. To your point, like, do you know why I hate, like, people who, like, I was on Medicaid for a minute. I didn't take advantage of it, but the people who use Medicaid irresponsibly or, mm-hmm. like, the people that go to the ERs when they should mm-hmm. really just go to an urgent care, do you know who pays for that? We do. Yes. Right? So yeah. when those million dollar COVID bills are racked up, I, well, at least at the, the outset of the pandemic, um, they weren't, they weren't, people weren't being charged. Now people who don't get the vaccine might be as kind of a tax, but 
you better believe that that's going to get pushed back onto us in other ways. Again, these are businesses and they don't want to lose money. Let me throw one more example out. And again, so I, I care more about people who actually need the medical care than you have who have willfully said, not for me. Um, I, I do too, for the record. The seatbelt analogy is a good one. I'll use another one. Jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> I have never heard of someone's chute not opening and you dying. Um, but I know, like, and if you did that, like, I, I would, I would have, I would be sad. I would be sad if your chute didn't open. But I would also say there was a chance the chute couldn't open, and you knew that. Mm. <laughs> like it's or, it's not a hundred percent. Yeah, that or you know you didn't you didn't like go through your checkpoints before you jumped out of the airplane. So you didn't check to make sure your suit was packed correctly. You didn't check to make sure that the you know the backpack was sealed and all of that. And then you jumped out of a plane and it didn't open. I don't know. I just I like I do. I do feel bad for what's happening. Like, I, I am not feel bad. I'm angry. I am angry about what's happening and that it's because people are, are choosing not to get the vaccine and then in turn flooding hospitals because they have COVID. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So you, you trust the medical professionals to treat you after you have COVID and you're about to die, but you don't trust them enough to get the vaccine mm. when they have advised you to. I understand but mass people dying is just, it's fucking awful. And I'm like, I, it's just awful. It's the, awful. Those people who, again, to circle back to this again, those people who are yelling just Darwinism, it's not biting them in the ass. And to wrap up this part of the uh, discussion, it, it was, it crystallized it. Um, when Aaron Rodgers, when we found out that he wasn't vaccinated, <laughs> Somebody said, good. Next time you're hurt, I hope Joe, Joe Rogan runs on the field to help you out instead of a doctor. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's exactly. I, I am part of the population that is like, okay, so you're not trusting the science and the researchers from the vaccine, but you are trusting them enough to treat you. Once you get COVID so bad, you run to the hospital with your tail tucked between your legs. Like, it, it doesn't match up. It doesn't match up. It doesn't match up. Um, and I've, I've seen some people, I've seen some people say, keep that same energy. So when you get sick, don't go to the hospital, just stay no. home and tough it out. No. Take your, take your ginger tea and your Joe Rogan podcast and turn it on and see how you right. can get help. Um, but then at the same time, like it's, I, I am still in that place where I'm like, God, how sad has this been? Like, this is awful. This is awful. This is a dumpster fire. Speaking of bad people. Um, I was watching uh, SVU last night. I was mm -hmm. happily surprised that there were new episodes first week of the new year for uh, my Chicago shows and then SVU. And uh, nice. uh, there's a new actor on the Law and Order show with Stabler that I didn't really like, but now I'll stick with it. Um, so it was, and it didn't even dawn on me till this morning that this happened, that this aired on January 6th. The episode took place on Christmas Eve and there was a spat of... Uh, of uh, hate crimes against hmm. a uh, a sick s i k h um, oh. cab driver who stabbed um, an Orthodox Jewish person who was uh, beat up in the streets. Uh, 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 
A bomb was planted at a mosque, a halal restaurant, uh, had a Molotov cocktail. So you get the point here. Hate crimes on, yeah. on, on Christmas Eve that aired on January 6th. Well, as Olivia and the team were investigating, the first person, the first uh, hate criminal they uncovered? A white man. Originally from Defiance, Ohio. <laughs> was it a white man? Of course. It, uh, actually, it was a Spanish guy. You know, okay, okay, so th- then, then okay, but it, like, considering that they make up the majority of like our risk and our like percentage of domestic terrorism, like it's not like loss. Like when somebody says, oh, is it a white person? Like it's, it's kind of a very good educated guess. Yeah, I, I, I find no uh, malice in you saying it was a white person. Um, I wasn't the, I, one of the proud boy guys, like who who got arrested or was super mm. loud over the last couple of years. Yeah. He wasn't white. He was dark complected. No. The one from Florida, I think. So, um, I thought that was an interesting little shot at Ohio because they, they, they probably would have met, been better off going uh, the Michigan route, but maybe that was... The, the fruit was too low hanging there considering they tried to kill their <laughs> governor. So it's like, we'll just go the next state over, which always is Republican and very red. And they they ran their health expert out of office. So Ohio is a safe bet. And sure enough, Northwest Ohio place. I feel like it's either that or it's like the backwoods of the Carolinas or Georgia. There's plenty like- of places. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your Confederate flag places. Um, One last thing before I I stitch Dom into this to explain the Toledo Ballet situation. Um, Dom, I'm so sad I missed that. Inverness will be hosting the U.S. Women's Open in 2027. Look at that. And look at Inverness. And don't we have, aren't we hosting something in 2024? We're hosting one other thing event in the next few years that's also a major event. Um, and now the U.S. O- Women's Open. So look at that. Yeah, it's a big deal. Isn't that nice? Usually these announcements, it's like, oh boy, 2031. Like, uh, the planet won't even be here then. But this is, only, this is like less than five years out. And um, I did see one, one critic on Reddit saying more of our taxpayer money going towards this this event. It's like, yes, exactly. Um, this event will come here and it will attract other businesses and things that we do here um, around the year. Uh, it, it's, it's important and it, it's a worthwhile contribution from what we pay out of our paychecks to bring stuff like this here so that the entire area can thrive. Who knew golf was going to put Toledo on the map? I mean, like, it, obviously we know Inverness is like one of the, it's like top 100 golf courses 60, in the country or like something. Six, yeah. 60th in the world and like 30th in the country. So that's fantastic. But yeah, I think there's, it's the U.S. Open. And I want to say there's one other golf tournament now that's coming to Inverness. Um, but I, I don't know. Like an, like See, an amateur we, or something? I think so. Something like that. Um See, we should have went on that tour, but they didn't want us in our ripped jeans, huh? Right, uh, which Damn would have been okay anyway. So all the golf fanatics are going to be like, I'm never listening to this podcast again. How dare they not know what's coming in 2024? Amateurs. So the amateurs in 2029, the U.S. Open in 2027, but there I feel like there was one one other one. But anyway, that's fantastic. I know. Great, great news. Yeah. Yeah, good job, Toledo. Uh, happy birthday, Toledo, by the way. How old are we? 
I don't fucking know. 100? No, we're all, older than 100. Is that what it is? Uh, let's see. How old is Toledo? I have no idea. Uh, keep an eye on the city's TikTok account. Uh, there will be a mayor video at some point. It might be out there now. So, <laughs> um, Last thing, what are you doing this weekend? I'm hibernating. Okay, good idea. Uh, it's, it's Most likely. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I told you that we and we can't talk about that on the podcast anyway. Yes, we right. cannot. <laughs> let me uh, let me bring up Dom Glover, one of the great uh, friend, uh, very good friend of Phillips, um, one of the marquee performers in our creative scene, uh, part of the Toledo Ballet. Uh, Dom is out there, and he wants to raise his voice about the nonsense that's happening and why the two creative people were surprisingly let go, and that will happen right now. Mm. Can, wait, wait, can I just gush over yeah. Dom a little? Okay, okay, he's wonderful and fun and funny and beautiful and so sweet and nice. And we had such a good time when we hung out. It was my first time ever meeting Dom, and I feel like we've been friends our entire lives. And I haven't seen him since Philip was in town, so Philip must come back. Recorded Dom appreciates that. And for everybody else, um, go look at Philip's Instagram account right now. <laughs> so, um,. The beginning of all of this is um, kind of uh, relative to like, you know, how, how involved you are in the ballet. Um, because the beginning of all of this for a lot of people actually starts at the beginning of the merger about three years ago. Um, the beginning of this could be um, when Lisa started to, uh, Lisa who was the director of the Toledo Ballet, uh, first voiced some concerns um, about the leadership in TAPA. Um, you know, the, the beginning of this for me is actually when I was contacted to um, be a part of a production um, that essentially was going to involve dance and involve movement. Mm -hmm. And it was when it was brought to Lisa's attention, it was an afterthought and she didn't know what was happening. Um, and as the school director, who's like second in command, like with Tapa, first in command at the ballet, everything should go through her. She should know every single last thing that the Toledo Ballet is uh, asked to do as far as, uh, you know, dancers and all of that. So um, that just started to raise questions with me of how is communication through the uh, organization throughout Tapa like, how is that going? Like, how, how, is, how is that working or is it working? Um, it started to raise questions of, you know, if, if you already have the, uh, if you already have all of the puzzle pieces to make a production or you, if you have the majority of the puzzle pieces to make a production, you're an arts organization that is in charge of music and dance. And if you're doing a production where you want live musicians and dancers, you already have those at your beck and call. So I'm not understanding why there would be so much um, or, or why there would be uh, even a question of bringing, you know, somebody else different in. Um, for me, like that was that was a question. I, I felt like that was kind of a ramble. I hope that made sense. But anyways, um <laughs> And everybody, everybody okay. seemingly in your position, all the performers, the community who supports TAP and the ballet, they seemingly loved Lisa and then her husband, who was also part of this, who have been let go, right? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of the beginning for me. Um, and and for some other people, the beginning was Monday when the word went out that Lisa and Michael were going to be essentially terminated. So and and that just seems if if the, anybody's beginning is Monday, then it's like wait a minute, what? Like there was no precursor. There was nothing rumored. Nothing. Nothing said nothing no 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 bad energy or tension felt you know for the most part it was just you know you wake up after or you have one of the most successful nutcrackers apparently in history like numbers are starting to come out um you know of of the of, of gross and net and like everything that was made and people are starting to talk about the financial part of this um of of, of this company and how that might affect whatever it affects. Um, but you come off of all of that and then within a month, boom, you fire the director, the person who was in charge of making this, you know, very successful nutcracker happen. It didn't, none of it makes sense. So then we transition to trying to get answers. Mm -hmm. Why? What is the, what, what were the grounds of termination? Can you go into the, and, and then it goes, what, what were the grounds of termination? Okay. Uh, difference in um, artistic. The philosophical differences? Um, creative um, Got differences. A difference of, of, of vision. So then, you know, it starts to, you know, bring about more questions. Okay, well, what is the vision? And everything that is said about education or community outreach or... Um, diversity and inclusion, you know, it, it's it's not that Lisa and Michael didn't have any of that. Like there was definitely high, high education. We have we have dancers placing well in YGP, uh, which is a Youth American Grand Prix um, dance competition. We have dancers place well there. We have dancers who are, first of all, getting the training that is approved by uh, ABT, the American Ballet Theater. We have dancers getting accepted into Boston Ballet, SAB, um, in connections with Miami City and uh, Houston Ballets. Uh, there was even a point in time where we had a dancer go and study in Russia. Um, and then, you know, with community outreach, that list goes far. Um, is it a program, uh, is the, you know, could the Toledo Ballet have developed their community outreach? Of course, but the foundation was already laid. And what is, I feel like what is being said, and um, I can only go off of this, is kind of an assumption or my own conclusion because it still hasn't been answered. You know, whatever TAPA is saying, whatever direction TAPA wants the community outreach to go into, it, it's, it's not sounding too different from what was already established. So they haven't given, so, they haven't answered any questions. They've just given you these boilerplate things like creative differences. Yeah. And then you've asked if, if this, if it sounds like they were, uh, the ballet was extremely successful in, in, in getting people to where they wanted to be and placement and things like that. And I know for a fact, as soon as you said like diversity inclusion, if there was a failure with the ballet with that, you wouldn't be as ingrained in it as you are right now so that's clearly not a problem so are we at a point now where the people at tapa are simply just zipping their mouth probably probably so what happens there there? What's, so what's, many... 
What's the fallout? I know I, you mentioned to me that some people are stepping away. Is there going to be a Toledo Ballet? Will Will there be performances because there's no one left to perform for for Tapa anymore out of like protest? At At this point, I don't know. At At this point, I can't say. At this point, I don't think anybody really knows. Um, but what is really taking precedence right now is like this is above all else. This is wrong. Right. This is wrong. It's a mistake, and it needs justice. Like this is, it, it is, you know, if, if the conversation had been, you know, or if, if adults had come to the table and actually had a conversation, this is where we're going. Lisa, you don't fit that anymore. We're going to ask you to not come back. I'm pretty sure if there was like an actual conversation and things made sense and there were answers, yes, we would still have all of these high emotions because of everything that Lisa and Michael poured into the Toledo Ballet. But at least we would have some peace of mind. We don't have any of that right now. They were ripped away from us and nobody's telling us why. And at this point, no, we don't know what the future holds. Um but we we are ready to speak up and uh, and we are ready to speak up and speak out against it because it's wrong. What was the next scheduled performance that uh, that might not happen now because there's not enough people to to perform? Um, uh, the next scheduled performance um, involving the ballet, I think, was going to be a spring production, in um, and I think like April. Um, there were actually, if if you look at the brochure, there are actually supposed to be performances, I believe, of A Soldier's Tale, Petrushka, and then uh, Petrushka was postponed from uh, 2020, uh, and that was something that I was going to participate in, but clearly 2020 closed the world down. Um, and then uh, and then there was going to be a spring production. Well, even though they were all advertised, Petrushka was uh, apparently pulled off the table um, for some differences between um, or involving uh, Michael and something that he would not agree to. Um, then um, I'm not exactly sure what happened with uh, A Soldier's Tale. Uh, and then there's supposed to be this spring production that I don't know if it's going to happen now because so many dancers have walked away. Last two questions. Um, what? How, how would this be resolved in a positive way for you because at least from what i've read it doesn't seem like lisa and michael would come back so how does this get resolved to your happiness and others mm, i don't think i have an answer for that okay yet. that's fair um, that's a good question but you know i don't i, I don't think you know what, what we want is <clears throat> for lisa and michael to be um you know reinstated have them come back and have the 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 not so good people who, who, you know, kind of, you know, had this um, conversation to remove them, have them removed um, because everything that Tapa apparently wants to do is good and well. It's just in bad hands right now. Got it. Last question. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Last. So, no, I was just gonna say. So, so we, uh, so we weren't like Lisa and Michael to come back. That would be the best option. Um, best option. Half of the last question is that mm-hmm. bridge has it been nuclear annihilated? Would they come back? I guess it's hard to answer that so short after this happening. Yeah. But could you see a bridge rebuilt? Possibly. Okay. 
I know it's a hard question to answer uh, right please. now. Really, the last question yeah. this time. So, with those performances that you mentioned, which April will be here sooner. April's just like one more COVID variant away. It's right around the corner. Um, exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do uh, for you as a performer with knowing that the ballet is not something you necessarily want to be a part of right now? Well, luckily, I have other avenues of, um, of still performing. Um, I'm fairly involved in the arts community around here with musical theater as well. Um, so it's, yes, it will be a blow not being able to go to the ballet and, and perform and be around, you know, people that I've worked with for so many years and danced with for so many years. Um, yes, it would be a blow for me, but it's not going to be a complete, you know, just not. There are some people who like the ballet that's, that's what they do. That's it. Mm-hmm. So now they have absolutely nothing. Um, so for me, I feel like I'll be okay by and large, but you know, this is for like a lot of other people who will not be and currently are not okay. Yeah. This is a wild situation. Um, from what you've yeah. told me, what I chatted with Philip about, and he didn't seem to know much cause he's on the other side of the world, but just reading the comments exactly. from, uh, the quotes from the blade and some other places, um, there was so much surprise here. Like, look, everybody, we know that everybody likes to complain on the internet, but these did not seem like irrational complaints from people who just like to complain because they're good at it or it's a hobby. Like there seems to be right. genuine mystery and jaws on the ground from, from this baffling decision. So thanks for filling in some of the holes. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. And, and like I said, um, Yes, I'm okay with you putting my name on it, um, you know, and and blow it up because one of the things that we um, are, are feeling right now, you know, it's like, no, we're, we're going to keep talking about this. We are going to get our answers one way or another. Yeah, you deserve it. Awesome, Dom. I, th- I appreciate we, we were able right. to catch up with it and everything else is going good with you. Good enough? Uh, for the most part, <laughs> you know, it's like this is just like, you know, I just keep getting, you know, little lemons dropped on me and I'm just trying to figure out how to make lemonade or trying to grab some tequila or something. Yeah, get the but, tequila, get the vodka, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just keep getting little lemons. So I'm, I'm collecting them right now. But, you know, I'm, I'm still taking everything in stride. Cool. All right, man. Good to so, catch up. Yeah. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Yep, take, take care. care.